You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. Happy New Year! What an exciting time of year it is. We all have goals and dreams and this idea of new beginnings and a refresh, which is wonderful. But oftentimes, there's so much pressure that's associated with the new year and feeling as though we have so much to prove to ourselves or to others that it can be just too much. This can be especially true if you are considering or going through a divorce. The beginning of a new year often brings with it a sense of um, overwhelming interest in moving forward to a new phase in one's life and the change uh, that is hopefully to come. But with that, we can often lose sight of our goal. And really our goal should be to be happy and what that looks like for us. And so as we think about the moving forward, as you think about where things are in your relationship or where things are in the divorce process, I thought it was a good opportunity to kind of remind ourselves of some of our do's and don'ts as we move forward. So starting out with, you know, the things that we want to do as we move forward. First and foremost, you know, we always want to have a plan. When we think about goals, we know that the best thing to do is to write them down. Goals that are written down have a greater chance of you actually achieving them. The same is true when you are working through the divorce process. Write down a plan. Make a plan. You want to educate yourself about the process or where things are for you in the process. So if you're working with your lawyer and there's a lot of talk about we're moving into the financial stage or we need to get more information about parenting things, educate yourself about the process. Write down questions that you have, things that you're still unclear about, what the next steps are. Now is a great time to write down your plan. Your divorce is certainly different than your friends, than your coworkers, your cousins, your sisters, because your marriage and your relationship and you are different. And so it's important that as you make this plan, you are mindful of who you are and what things are important to you so that you can move through them in the way that makes the most sense for you. Now, here's the reality. Nothing happens according to plan. That's okay. We make a plan and we follow it as closely as we can, but don't get too tied to it. 
A divorce process comes with ups and downs. We know this. You just roll with them. But having a plan allows you at least to identify next steps and to keep the process moving forward. So our first and foremost Number one thing as we move into this new year, as you move into the process, is to make a plan, work your plan, and know that as the process moves forward, at least you have a framework and a guidepost to help you along the way. The second thing to do is to trust yourself. That can be really difficult, especially in this process. However, you know yourself and you know your spouse or your soon-to-be ex or co-parent better than any lawyer, judge, or mediator ever will. It's important to trust your instincts as you engage in the process. If something doesn't feel right, if you are concerned about how you are being portrayed, if you don't feel as though you're being heard or understood, make a change. Don't let things just keep going. Trust yourself enough to say, this isn't how I want things to go. Now, you certainly want to make sure that you're listening to and receiving the advice and information that, um, you are being given from your divorce coach or your lawyer or some of the problem-solving strategies from a mediator. But again, if it's not in the way that you think works best for you, then really trust your instincts and let them be your guide. You do want to be mindful, though, of letting the process dictate your actions or consuming you with negativity. That happens even when we're trying to trust ourselves. We get so caught up in the process that we lose sight sometimes of who we are. Use good judgment and surround yourself with people who will make sure that you do. So trusting yourself is really important as you move forward in the process. Our third one is finding your village. The fact that you're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce podcast really uh, means a lot to me as someone who is hopeful that you have found this space to be a village where you can educate and empower yourself through the process. But in addition to grown girl divorce, making sure that you find people who can help you get through the divorce. You definitely want to be selective about what you share, who you share it with, and when you share it. But having people who love and support you can make all the difference through this process. Let others lift you up because you will need it. Divorce is hard, even in amicable divorces. It takes a lot out of you physically, mentally, emotionally, and in some cases, financially. And so having a good village around you can really help you navigate in the process that you can't otherwise do alone. So don't be afraid to really lean on those people in your village as you need them 
because it will make the difference. So as we think about our next steps, as we process through the coming months or even this coming year in your divorce, the three things that you really want to have at front and center, we want to make a plan, we're going to trust ourselves, and we are going to find our village. Those are our top three goals. Those are the things that we're going to focus on. So now, shifting the things that I want you to release or to not find yourself doing. First, denying reality. You got to be honest with yourself. Are you unsafe, unhappy, or in an unhealthy relationship? And if the answer is yes, then now may be the time to start making a plan, trusting yourself and finding your village. You have to be realistic about what the process is and can be for you. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you know that I am not pro-divorce. And I know people always think that anybody who is in the divorce space is pro-divorce. I am pro healthy and happy relationships. And so what that means is that I recognize that divorce is a viable option for individuals who are in unhappy and unhealthy relationships. But I'm actually pro-marriage. I think marriage is great for those individuals who can be in partnership with somebody that will help them grow, develop, and to be safe and in healthy relationships. Short of that, I want you to know that I recognize and respect that not everybody has that. And therefore, divorce is sometimes the best option for a family. And so with that, I say to you, make sure that you are not denying your reality. If you have decided that the two of us are no longer serving each other in the way that we would like, then look into other options. Every divorce is not a war of the roses or knockdown drag out or a five year heavily litigated um, process. In fact, a lot of the divorces that I see are two people coming together, recognizing that they will be best if they go in different directions and therefore they want to find a way to unwind, untangle, unpartner, whatever you want to call it. But in most cases, it's a hard process because it hurts. You would hope to build a life with this individual. Many times there are tons of great memories and oftentimes you've just grown apart or it's just no longer the relationship that it once was. And you've recognized that you're better served to go in different directions. That's being realistic for yourself and for your children. So as we think about moving into this next year and as you think about what's to come, make sure that you are not denying reality. It is a hard reality to face facing divorce, but denying the reality of your marriage 
can be detrimental to you and you deserve better. So let's be honest about really what we need and what we deserve. The second thing that we're gonna let go of and not participate in, we're not gonna play games. You know, divorce is a really serious matter. Do not engage in emotional or financial blackmail by threatening divorce anytime you or your spouse have a disagreement or as we move through the process, trying to intimidate or manipulate a situation because you think that that's going to serve you best. You know, I'll give you an example. If you know that your spouse uh, had an affair and feels terrible about it, And so you are going to lean in on that guilt and you're going to ride it all the way, you know, uh, to the wall. Let me caution you. That only lasts for so long. People only feel bad for so long. And when they stop feeling guilty or feeling bad, they then get angry and it backfires. So, Even if your spouse is in a space where they are guilt-ridden or they are so emotionally overwhelmed by the thought of divorce, do the right thing. Do the thing that you would want somebody to do for you if you were in that space. And I know many of you are thinking, well, I'm married to a narcissist or, you know, my spouse isn't worth that level of courtesy. This isn't really about them. This is about you. This is about you being the best person that you can be for you. So do right by you by doing right by them. Don't play games. It's unhealthy and it's really unproductive for everybody. And frankly, it's costly. When we play games, lawyers love game playing. Why? Well, because that keeps the lawyers with big bonuses, going on great vacations, and sending their kids to private schools. So stop doing that, right? Stop playing games. Get in, get out, and get on with your life. This is a chapter in your book of life. Don't carry it beyond this one chapter. So this is not the time to game play. Be honest about what you need. Be upfront about concerns. Move through the process in a way that is transparent and that is honest. And if the other side, so your spouse or your spouse's lawyer is not mature enough, because that's what it is. Game playing is immaturity. If they are not mature enough to participate in the process in a way that mitigates the game playing, then you should certainly talk to your lawyer or the judge or the mediator about how we can be strategic and how you navigate next steps when you have somebody who just isn't mature enough to be able to handle the process like an adult. Look, I'm all about calling people out about their immaturity And I find that the minute that you do and you start treating them like the child that they're acting, everybody all of a sudden grows up really fast. 
Nobody has time, I certainly don't, for you to act like a five-year-old when you're a full-on adult. So be an adult, do what you need to do so that we can move on. If that's how you have to treat the individuals in the process, then do so. Just make sure it's not you. The last thing that, you know, we're going to release and leave behind is destructive behavior. Similar to game playing, you know, destructive behavior is really immature, but it can be very costly, both in time and financially. And these are the kinds of things that um, people think of when they think about divorce being so salacious and dramatic. It's the social media rants, it's the public arguments at your kids' schools or their activities, it's belittling your soon-to-be ex to anyone who will listen. You know, these behaviors, they cause more issues than are necessary. You can't control how your soon-to-be ex acts or how your co-parent, if you were already divorced, how they behave. But you can control how you act and how you respond to their behaviors. As I've said, If someone is acting like a child, you don't get down on their level. You remain the adult. Engage, interact as the adult. For many years, I would work with clients on responses to their uh, soon-to-be ex or to co-parents. And I would always say, you know, treat the response like a tweet. Couple of things. One, 140 characters or less, I believe, um... X, formerly known as Twitter, may have extended the character limit, but think of it as a short and simple statement. That's how we're going to engage. I don't need every text exchange to be a long diary of information. Not what we need to be engaging in. Short and sweet. But more importantly, I want you to treat it as if everybody can read it because that's what happens when cases find themselves in that destructive behavior realm, what starts to happen is judges are then made aware of the emails and the text messages. Those things are then brought out as evidence in court. So just before you hit send, I want you to read back to yourself that email or that text and ask yourself, if I'm sitting on a stand with a courtroom full of people, can I hold my head up high and say, yep, I wrote that and that was appropriate? If you can't, delete it. Or if need be, send it to a dummy account. I've had many clients who, when I was working with them on training themselves in terms of their communication, would set up a dummy email account and they would rant in an email and press send and then take a breath, rewrite an email, and then actually send it to the other person. Whatever tricks you need to do to limit that type of destructive behavior, do it. In this new year, you don't need to bring that level of baggage with you. We are all about trying to move forward in trusting ourselves and really showing up for ourselves and by extension for our children and our community. And so in doing that, let's 
let go of the destructive behavior that really has so many of us tied to um, this process for way too long. So again, our three that we are not carrying forward, the three that we are not going to engage in as we move forward, we are not going to deny reality. We are going to eyes wide open, step into this process to be present, to know what's going on and to be aware. Our second one, we're not playing games. We are full on grown women, right? This is grown girl divorce. So girl, get it together and let the games go. And then our last one is to let the destructive behavior go. You deserve better. You are better than that. Those are our three that we're releasing as we move forward into this new year. So we've got a plan and our plan is to follow our three to do so that we're making a plan. We're trusting ourselves. We're finding our village. Our three, not what we're going to do. We're not denying reality. We're not playing games. We're not engaging in destructive behavior. We are going to make this our best year, even if it's a hard year because we are going through a divorce process. When we look back over how we proceeded or how the process proceeded for us, we want to be able to hold our head high and say, I did everything in a way that I am so proud of and now I can move forward as I write my new and next chapters. I wish you the very best in this coming year. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce podcast. Please check out our uh, resources on our website at growngirldivorce.com. Reach out, ask questions. Please let us know um, what topics you would like to have addressed on future episodes of the podcast. But most importantly, please share with others, subscribe to the podcast, and let us know, um, you know, if this is adding value to you or to someone that you love during this process. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.